I'm Laura. And I'm Laura. And we're gasoline and fire. Watch out, because we're coming to your neighborhood. We will set you on fire. Your ears. Oh, yes. <laughs> with our podcast. It's going to be fucking hot and fun. Yeah, full of smelly gasoline. Yep, and a really hot fire that's just going to incinerate the hairs that lie between your ears. On the first episode of Gasoline and Fire, the Lauras are going to explore all things related to lady hair. First, we'll discuss the various childhood hairdos we had. Then we'll visit the salon as Laura Z gets her hair cut. And we'll finish with both Lauras getting Brazilian waxes on air for your listening pleasure. Stay tuned. Well, thank you for bringing up hairs, Laura. You're welcome, Laura. Um, so our first topic for this first podcast is hair. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's, let's chat about hair. Yeah, tell me about, uh, you have gorgeous hair right now. Well, you have gorgeous hair. Well, you're kind, um, because <laughs> it's greasy. Let's talk about what your hair was like as a small child. Uh, okay, so my hair as a small child was long and stringy. My mother would not let me cut it, and... She cut bangs that started at the middle of my scalp, (laughs) and they were uh, very uneven. Very uneven. Yeah, until I cut my own hair when I was about 10 into a short, shaggy little bob. (laughs) Did you ever, when you had these long, stringy hair... Luscious locks. These luscious locks. Did you ever do, like, certain braids or French braids? Hell yes. All the time? Yes. So uh, Susie Wooden lived next door to us, and my, my she was black, and my mom, um, and she had braids, and I used to make my mom braid my hair in the same, <laughs> the same sort of braids so that I could um, have, look like have Susie. beautiful, yeah, look like Susie. And then in the morning, I would take them out, and I, I called my hair Furby. It's <laughs> the name I had for it when it was like all crimped. The own the being that lived in your on top yeah. of your head, your yeah. hair. And then and like I wanted to braid them really really small so that it would be more furvy. And like at the back of my head, if she was starting to to braid fat ones, it'd be like, Mom, split it up. <laughs> it needs to be smaller. <laughs> To get the fur, little child king. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? I know I have seen some pictures from your childhood. So I had two older sisters that had beautiful hair, and my mom, as being the third girl, my mom decided that I was going to have short hair. So there are definitely times that I was uh, mistaken for a boy. <laughs> I had this thing that they called the whale spout, and it was basically just like a ponytail in the middle top of my head, <laughs> like my crown. Um, and when I was younger, people would sometimes like some of my teachers would call me pebbles from like the Flintstones because my hair, a singular top ponytail. Yeah. It wasn't like the hair from like the backside of my head reached up because I think my hair was probably maybe like four inches long. (laughs) Um, and then I hit puberty and I felt like I got pubic hair on top of my head. Did it just like... How, what was that transition like? Yeah, we'll put some pictures up on our website. Yeah, but I mean, like, was it, did you notice it? Or were you self-aware to be like, holy shit, my hair just got coarse? Or, like, I don't even think I noticed when I got armpit hair. 
I don't think that was like I honest to God. I don't I don't think I noticed it until someone else pointed it out to me, like, uh hey, you're in the fifth grade. I wanna clean that up. I wanna take a razor to that. Yeah. I think uh I just remember one spring break my mom taking a bottle of Aveda elixir to my hair <laughs> because my hair was in knots and I was <laughs> I was eighteen. No. No <laughs> I was probably at like 12 or 13 when it just started to change yeah and i had just been swimming around i was just a little pool rat all stuck in you know my hair stuck together it was, was it was it like was it still short then no i decided to grow it out but every morning i would just take a shower and then like slick back my hair <laughs> so and then i'd like when i got off the bus at you know four o'clock or three thirty, when i was coming home my hair would still be wet in the middle of my head because it was slicked back. It was slicked back. <laughs> and I fucking love scrunchies. I I did too, actually. I went to a Catholic school and I had um like a jumper, a plaid jumper, and then I had a matching scrunchie that matched my plaid jumper. Yeah. It was uh, it was, it was tits. Scrun- I looked really hot. <laughs> oh my god. Is that when you wore the porn star shirt? Uh no, that was later on. <laughs> That's a different podcast. Exactly. Um yeah, so wait, let's go back to armpit hair. Yeah. Like body hair in general. Yeah. How about As, leg hair? Uh, yeah, leg leg hair never really bothers me. Okay. What about you? I really can't uh, sleep if I have long leg hair. Like I don't like to sleep with uh, pants on. So if my legs are touching and the leg hair will keep okay. me awake. That sounds like an arousy. Yep. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's uh, it's a nice treat if my legs are shaved in between the sheets, but it's definitely not the norm. Today at the grocery store, I looked out and I saw I have this one hair that grows. See it? <gasps> yeah. That is like really three long. inches long. Out of the side of my right arm. And whenever I get lonely, I just curl it with my finger. That is really yeah, strange. Kind of I also have a f- phenomenon I'm not sure if many of our other female listeners have out there. It's called chest hair yep and laura has been through this with me where i uh frequently either pluck or trim my little chest hairs um they're not i mean like so i i get nipple hair okay around around my nipple but like is it what color is it is it blonde it's dark it's dark it's gonna be dark Yeah. yeah 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 but yeah it's not down the center of my chest yeah, that's where mine is. Right down, just right got a little, right down a little small carpet that's just hanging out right there. It's like, it's like a flavor yeah, saver yeah. between my breasts. Oh, well, I have a real flavor saver. I I could grow a goatee. You, yeah. I, if I wanted to. I get five o'clock stubble on the little chin. Yeah. It, and it's hereditary. I mean, my grandmother had foot long whiskers. <laughs> Not foot long. Uh, yeah. You know what? She might have had a cat. But... <laughs> My grandmother was a Persian cat. <laughs> um, that's amazing. Have you ever gotten your like eyebrows waxed or threaded or whatever? Yeah, I mean you, all of the above. Yeah, right. And they go in and they're like, "Hey, can I do your mustache?" And every time you go in, they say, "Can I do your mustache?" And every time, I have to say to them. Nope, not today. Nope, don't have a mustache. My friends, thanks for noticing. My friends don't actively tell me that my <laughs> upper lip hair curls over into my lips and gets stuck in my lipstick. So no thanks. Wait, wait a second, Matt. 
<laughs> that came from something. Yeah, it did. Didn't you have a friend that you had to tell? Yeah. That her mm-hmm. her mustache was growing grown into her lips. Yeah, it was just grown over. It was like a it's like a nice little curvature. Oh, wow. It was like a little it was like a little mitten cap for the lips. Yeah, just like to keep it warm during the winter. Yeah, exactly. It was gorgeous. But blonde. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you heard of the tinkle? No, what's the tinkle? It's a little face razor. Hmm. That does does it make you want to pee? No, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. It's called the tinkle. Hey, it might hurt, but don't worry. You pee your pants a little bit, so it's fine. The tinkle. The tinkle. Yeah. Gets rid of hairs, but makes you pee your pants. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, it's like a, a tiny little razor that you can like shave your whole face with, like even the sides of your face. And apparently, it's supposed to like like having no hair at all on your face, even if it's like blonde peach fuzz, will help your makeup absorb better. I believe that. Yeah, so that you don't like see the oh lines. Yeah, or, the yeah. lines of the hair. Now, huh? Have you ever used it? No, but I do shave my chin hair. Cool. Or pluck it. Yeah. Stroke it. So what we're basically saying is that it's kind of like. It's a complex world out there for it's, ladies. Yeah, it is. It's kind of like a full-time, part-time job to manage your hair. It really is. A full-time, part-time job. Yeah. It's like full-on, part-time. Full. <laughs> it's just, just if you have a full-time job. But See if you got time. <laughs> you got to just squeeze it all in. And that's just one aspect. Yeah, exactly. But it is a, it's a lot. There's Okay, there's no way that men spend as much time grooming. I don't care if you're a dude that like shaves every single day. I mean, if you're like a bodybuilder dude and you raise raise yourself, but that's not like every day, but that's the only thing I'm thinking of. Like those like orange guys. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just eating tuna and water and you're taking it down and you're poking yourself with roids. (laughs) (laughs) Would you poke yourself in a hair follicle over with some roids? Where do you think you'd poke yourself? If you had to poke yourself, with roids. I mean, I would. I assume it's in the ass, right? It's like your butt cheek. Well, I don't know. That's like a prime time area for if you're gonna be a bodybuilder, right? Oh, your butt cheek. Yeah. Oh, you have to show them. Don't yeah, you? you gotta show them off. Where do we, where do they stick themselves? I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. Yeah. Okay. That's for, that's for another time. While we're talking about the rear, ladies, can we talk about the many different positions that you assume while getting a Brazilian? Uh, yeah. There's basically the happy baby, which we all know. It's full exposure. Full exposure. Legs up in the air. Yeah. And we've got that nice little paper panty that's just pulled to the different sides. You, Yeah, you are never more vulnerable, I feel like, than, than when you're getting a Brazilian. Even, even, even at the gynecologist, you have a nice, like, I don't know. I yeah, you've got hot covered. wax on your privates. Yeah, yeah, it is unpleasant, to say the least. Yeah. There's also the other position, which I'm just going to call doggy style. Dog, yep, all fours to get right up in that crack. Yeah, yeah, You want to exactly. get rid of it. Just rip it off. Yeah, just ripping it off. And then there's like the side, the side, you know, like the very romantic nudist where you're laying on one side uh-huh. and you just lift your butt up, butt, buttock, up. Buttocks. Buttocks. Uh, one of the first times I, no, I think the first time I got a Brazilian, I was, I was in high school and it was for a... Um, prom Ooh. or some sort of dance you were definitely the date to have i was just waxing it all off 
Jesus. So <laughs> I was young and went to the place where I normally got my hair cut and I decided to get a Brazilian and she had two other people in there watching. What? I don't you know. were she's the like, guinea pig? Yes. She's like, would you mind if someone else came in? I'm teaching a few people if they came in. And I didn't know to say no. And I was like, sure. Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Were they, on, were they on the business end? Like your head? No, they were down in the business, the the not, you know, the where Nay-nay? the action was happening. Yeah. And did they have like the special glasses on too? No. Okay. No glasses. Were they using the sticks? Very unsanitary, yeah. Oh, man. Using sticks, the hot wax and the yeah. sticks. Yeah. Have you ever had a bad reaction? Wax. Um, never had a bad reaction. How about you? No. No. For the most part, it's okay. I did have um one really beautiful, like beautiful person as I mean inside, outside, um, wax person. And she asked me if I had a boyfriend. And I said, No, I don't have a boyfriend and she kind of wondered why I was doing this and eventually I told her I was doing it for myself. Just to be uh. nice. And it was kind of like one of those moments. Was she hitting like, on you? No, 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 oh. no, no, no. She was like 60s. Oh. But she was just like, oh, you're doing this for your boyfriend. And I'm like, no, I'm no, I'm just doing it for myself to like, you know, feel like I'm taking good care of myself. And afterwards, she patted my lady parts dry or kind of with some powder. And she said, fresh like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Russian woman. Fresh like a baby. Fresh like a baby. Oh, God, that is such a weird thing. And it thing. was pretty funny. Oh, that is really bizarre. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean... But you know what? Everyone's got their own style, and I'm, you know, like, it's hard for her to just be like, oh, you know, she kind of has to, like, look at her canvas to be like, what is this? What am I supposed to be doing here? Because people will... She told me people got mad if they, like, if she took too much off. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they would. Yeah particular about that down there mm-hmm. takes a little bit to grow back in yeah that's, um that's so, so we are we're gonna do some uh some research on this on the subjects of body hair yeah we're going to interview a stylist yes a hair a hairstylist as i get my hair cut yes on the head uh-huh yeah and then we're both gonna subject ourselves to brazilians yeah exactly on, on air on air live with each know. other in the room with a microphone. With a microphone and also a selfie stick and a GoPro. <laughs> we just want to get up and and have the, you know, the real experience to share with you guys. Yeah. So have some photos up. We're going between the lips. <laughs> My lips are sealed. My lips are sealed. <sighs> All right. Okay. Uh, so we'll be back in just a few. So, Laura, how do you feel about your haircut? I love it. It looks so good. You feel sexy? I feel sexy. You look sexy. You, you just got your bangs cut, too. Yeah. For free 99. For free 99, because Lee is amazing. Yeah. And my hair looks so much better. I definitely felt a little bit like I didn't put any effort into my look today. Yeah, I wonder if you even noticed that. I don't know. <laughs> Are you telling me I look like shit? No. You're just like... Yes, I do. I felt the same way. I was like, God, do you think he's judging me? I don't think... He, I don't think he's a, he's not a judger. Lee is a lover. Yeah. He was very... He was an enlightened soul, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So enlightening. Yeah. 
Um, sound quality is subpar, shall we say. Let's just say it's fucking shit. <laughs> it's, it's not great. You can hear everyone else's conversation in the salon. Except for ours. And <laughs> some music. Um, but we're hashtag learning. We're going to jump right in to talking with Lee and hearing a little bit about the setting where uh, I got my hair cut. Um, it's a beautiful salon. It's called Hair of the Gods. We're in Hayes Valley, San Francisco. I've been coming to see Lee for, oh, closer to a decade than five years. Um, probably about six years. No, definitely, definitely at least seven years at this point. Um, I actually moved away from San Francisco and I still come back to get my hair cut by Lee. So back to the hair of the gods. Um, more or less we entered a temple and it is a temple that has shrines to gods of all creation of all religions um, it's very lush with greenery everywhere it's got this like beautiful wood and glass texture so as you can tell we were in a setting that was really conducive to some magic and I'll just let Lee introduce himself to you guys. I started cutting my own hair at the age of 15. Did you have long hair then? No, it was okay. short. Okay. And my mother used to take this eight dollar haircut and one by a couple and they were really sweet. And they never gave me the haircut. <laughs> <laughs> so finally at the age of 15, I've had enough. I asked my mom, like, you know, we never got allowance, but we got things after asking for them. Yeah. Uh, she got me pretty I don't know if you caught that, but Lee actually started cutting his own hair at the age of 15, and then he didn't actually get his professional start until much later in life. And then friends, and then friends of friends. I didn't really entertain the idea of making it a career until I hit the age of 24. Yeah. Okay. But I actually started doing school at 26. Oh, okay. Even though from a really young age, Lee knew that he wanted to cut hair, he didn't actually start looking into it as a career until he was 26 years old. After learning a little bit about how Lee got his start and what motivated him as a hairdresser and artist, we got a little bit more into the ethos of what he sees as important in his job. See someone on the street, you're just like, God, I wish if, if you could just do this to your hair, it would make such a big difference. <laughs> you're like, just use this product or just like, or what's like drives you crazy about seeing people on the street with their hair? You're like, I just wish I could fix whatever. What drives me insane? Yeah. Uh... It's when people get a, a too lazy about stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, my philosophy and part of like how to live a better life is to always present yourself in a certain way. To yourself, first and foremost, before you step outside the door. Yeah. You know, when you, when you give a little bit of effort to the way you appear, you feel good. Mm -hmm. When you feel good, that affects your outlook. Mm -hmm. When people see that in you, it just equates to like a better day you, and ultimately to a better life. Yeah. And so when you put a little yeah. bit of effort into that... I think I go immediately to like being vain or something, like taking mm -hmm. taking care of your appearance can sometimes... Like, oh, well, you're vain, like you care how you look. Yeah. But there's something too, but exactly what you said, like there's a confidence it gives you and it's and you change your whole personality and it really... It can be beneficial for everyone. Oh. 
As Lee says at the end of that clip, being a little bit vain is not bad. Choosing to represent your most beautiful self just makes you feel beautiful inside and out. If you, if you had to say like one hair tool for someone to own, is it a nice hair dryer to invest in or like a curling iron or a straightener? Like what's, yeah, like what's the thing that you should really treat your hair to? Um, well, as far as like hair, hair drying is the best thing. So I would say blow dryer is the best tool that I would recommend. Um, time. Time. Yeah, a little bit of time. You can have any tool in your arsenal, but if you don't give enough time, yeah. Personally, I loved how Lee kept taking us in this direction. We would ask him something mundane like, "What's the best hair gel or hair product to use?" And he would answer in a very meaningful and universal way, like, "Time is the best tool that you could give yourself." In addition to Lee giving us some really sage advice about self-care, I walked away with a haircut that was easy to style and manage and gave me confidence in the way that I looked. It looks so good. It looks amazing. Laura's hair is now cut. She's just going to get some finishing moves. Be sure to check out our website for before and after pictures of my hair, as well as Lee in his beautiful Hair of the Gods workspace. Next up is our waxing adventure. I'm so nervous. I'm handing it off to Laura Vernon. All right, it's waxing time. So first you'll meet Emily. She's our esthetician. You'll get to know her real well. Then we'll jump into another topic that we associate with waxing and actually everyday life. Um, so, Emily is going to spend a little time telling us a little bit more about herself and her career as an esthetician. How long have you been doing this? Um, I've been eight years now. Okay. Uh, I used to be in corporate world. Okay. I used to be a trainer. You did? And then what made you change? I just don't like corporate world. I actually, not to be too too, but I used to work for Bliss in Boston and I won Best Bikini Waxer for two years in a row. I was oh. going to say that. <laughs> Who knew we all had a calling? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so who does your bikini wax? Me. You do your no. own? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Very, like, that's totally normal for us to because we all wax ourselves. Emily is a total badass, as you've just heard. She waxes herself. Uh, she's also got one other trick up her sleeve, too. Mm. Do you guys do men? Yeah, I'm the only one that does it. Okay. Because no one else wants to. Yeah. Because I'm mm. like, I don't care. Everybody is yeah, we all have body parts. Yeah. We all have yeah. privates. As with anything else, like riding a bike or playing the piano, practice makes perfect. So Emily's going to recount a little bit of her practice right now. Um, so one like Saturday afternoon, I just got out my wax pot and he like sat in the living room couch and he smoked cigarettes and he's like, okay, go. <laughs> I didn't. But. You learned. I learned to be like, okay, he's like, no, don't pull there. That doesn't feel good or whatever. I'm like, okay, good. Laura and I feel totally comfortable with Emily performing the Brazilian waxes. She's a professional. She clearly has a ton of experience on both men and women. But there's one thing we're not talking about. It's pain. So let's listen to what Emily has to say about when people come into her room and 
discuss pain. So I heard you guys are like really good and it's not gonna hurt. And I'm like, listen, no. I'm pulling hair out. Like, unless you're like <laughs> paralyzed and like lost nerve endings. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put you to sleep. <laughs> there are some people who like, that they will, um, like I've had people who are in the medical industry and they put like topical anesthesia on. Oh, oh yeah. It doesn't work. Really? It doesn't? No. There's no way around it. Waxing is painful. Then Emily, you know, as she has experience waxing both men and women, makes an astute observation. Whether or not in life we choose to give birth, I feel like when we're in a super painful situation, like we slam our hand in the car door or whatever, yep. we're like, oh my God, this kills, this kills, this kills. But one day I'm going to have to have a baby and it's going to be worse than this. I've said this to men, they're like, wait, women really think this? And I'm like, yeah, no. all the but time. Like, they're like, and I said, that's yeah. why I feel men aren't good with pain because they just go, this hurts. I want it to be over. They're not trying to think of like they have to build themselves yeah, up to like a threshold this is, this that they're not the only thing that I'm ever yeah. going to go through. So it's painful, but it's not unbearable. We grin through it and we get it done and we feel really happy about how we look or take care of ourselves after. So Zimmerman's going to pop in here and ask me some questions about my pain. Let's listen. Yeah, overall, Vernon, like pain, one to ten. Two. Really? really? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Front is done, so if you would turn to your side that okay. way. Perfect. And then you're going to take this leg and just lean it in. Like this. Keep her butt on straight. Okay. So like that, just like you're leaning. Okay. Can you like a nude reclining. Yeah. <laughs> I, my treatment is over. It was wonderful. Um, Emily, our esthetician, is very talented at what she does. And it really, I think, what ended up being the least painful bikini wax experience I've ever had. Are you being serious? Yeah. I have to agree with Laura Vernon. So Zimmerman is done. She's got her hot towel in lotion. Hot towel lotion. <laughs> and we've successfully made it through our waxing experience. Yeah. Okay. Right. Done. After our waxing experience, we had a little debrief, just Vernon and I. Waxing the beeves. It was amazing. We got so lucky. Emily was so, she was so smart. And well, should we say Emily? Eleanor. <laughs> no, Emily. Emily? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. She, yeah, she was so knowledgeable and open. And like, I think what we both <laughs> said was the experience was not weird. Like, no, no. We were both open-faced sandwich, looking at each other. I stood up at one point and was like, oh, oh, okay, so that's how you put plain wax on a vagina. Yeah, on yeah. my vag. All right, dude, we just finished our first podcast. Woo! That feels so good, doesn't it? It, it feels amazing. And I feel like we got really lucky with both Emily and Lee as far as um, our interviews and how insightful they were. Yeah, really, really smart people. And we really learned a lot more about um, what it means to take care of yourself versus just to do your hair or just to take care of your hair. Yeah, exactly. And I think what was the biggest the biggest learning for me was just just you know, we live within these constraints of society of having to look good as a woman and do your hair and these expectations, but really when it comes down to it, it's about how 
you feel when you do something that makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, doing your hair doesn't have to be a vain thing or, you know, you you care too much about your appearances. It's like, no, I feel like my best self and I want to present my best self to the world. Right. And it's a and that's cool. really it's empowering actually. Mm-hmm. It's empowering, and it's like I'm just gonna say this. Here's my wild card. I feel a little bit like Beyonce in that Freedom song where they're like splashing in water, and I want to just shake my hair around. It's it's yes. like empowering and like sexy and beautiful, but just for myself and my own pleasure, not for someone else. Yeah, not for anyone else. It's just like, I feel good and beautiful and strong and healthy and all of the things, all of the things. Yeah, exactly. And that's just for me, but like, you know, it could be different for someone else and that's awesome. Like, you know, not everyone, Brazilians are not for everyone and maybe not for me ever again, (laughs) if I'm being totally honest. (laughs) I think I've had enough with uh, hot wax on my vagina. Yeah. I might might call that uh, until next Valentine's Day. Yeah, I was thinking about going and getting it done again, uh, just because I'm trying to swim a lot this summer and I wanted to keep it nice and trim for my fellow swimming people in the pool. Um, but I actually haven't made an appointment yet, so we'll see when the next. Vernon, do you think you know how like armpit hair had a comeback and like ladies were reclaiming that and just like growing it out? Do you think? Like, full-on overgrown bushes are going to become a thing. Yeah, totally. Like, just poking, poking out of your skimpy bikini bottoms. Oh, just my. Let, just letting the pubes fly. Just like my aunt driving the boat. Like, I'm a four-year-old just hitting right in her crotch. And I still remember being like, what is what is that? What is that? I remember, actually, I have a memory of that where my mom was in the pool and she was wearing, she was wearing one of those swimsuits with, like, a skirt. And it kind of, like flipped up and I was like mom what's what's going on under there and she was so embarrassed because obviously she was wearing a swimsuit with a skirt so people wouldn't notice her overgrown pubic hair and I didn't know what it was and so it was just this really amazing exchange in a neighbor's pool where she was embarrassed and I didn't know what was going on oh my god oh but you know what yeah let's ladies reclaim the pubes Let's, let's do. just let's do it this summer, Vernon. I was just P- gonna pubes that suns out, pubes out. Twenty sixteen, the summer of the bush. Yes. Oh. On it with pride, oh. women. Exactly. And men, you know what? If you're wearing a speedo and you got like the chops, if you yeah. will, like the lower set chops, not on your face. Just no hair shaming. No hair shaming. No hair. Shaming. Hashtag no hair shaming. That's what this is about. Oh my god! Just let it go wild. Yeah. Hey. Wild and beautiful and free and you do you. Just do it. Just you do you. That's a it's an empowering thing. Especially, you know, like speaking of swimming and you doing you and hair freedom or wait, what's our hashtag? <laughs> when hair freedom. I don't know. Hashtag hair freedom is perfect. Hair freedom. Feeling like I get out of the pool and I'm a, like a drowned rat. Hair freedom. Hashtag hair freedom. Don't care. Yeah. Hair's wet. Don't care. Hair don't hair wet wet hair don't care. There you go. Hair everywhere don't care. Mm-hmm. All right. Sun's out, bush is out. Yeah. All right. So check us out on our website and our website, gasolineandfirepodcast.com. Um, we're excited to have brought you our first episode. Wow. It's it's been quite the journey. Yes. Thank you, Vernon, for everything. And we wanna thank 
Sonny T Money for his theme song. He did the music. Tommy Sunderland, yeah. thank you. Alex Detanto, our uh, executive producer, uh, counselor, coach, Laura's husband. Um, sometimes I feel like the child in the relationship <laughs> with Laura and Alec, but I'm older than them, so it's kind of weird. But yeah, Alec, thank you so much for all your help. You rock, man. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you next time. Bye. Bye.